0: Today on episode 901 of The School of Podcasting, we're going to be talking proverbs. Now, you're like, "Wait, what? No, no. I realized on episode 900 I interviewed Jesus Christ. You can find that at schoolofpodcasting.com/900. But a proverb doesn't have to be biblical. It's just an easy to remember kind of snippet of text that conveys a message that might be actually larger and broader In an easy-to-understand bite-sized chunk, here's a couple. Easy come, easy go. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. All good things must come to an end. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Uh, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. All these little sayings. Well, over the 18 years I've been doing podcasting, I've actually created a couple, and I've had a friend of mine said, oh, that's a Davism. And so today, we're going to kind of do an all-encompassing episode Featuring some Davisms. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show and you have an idea and you want to turn it into a podcast, you're in the right place. If you already have a podcast and you're looking to grow it, you're in the right place. If you are got a podcast with an audience and you want to monetize it, yeah, you're in the right place. I do all those things. I help you plan, launch, and grow. And if you want to, monetize your podcast. My website, schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up and save on either a monthly or yearly suggestion. And so today we're talking little snippets that are fun to communicate that really if you think about it, have a broader kind of base, a broader message. I'll give you an example. This one I didn't invent, but I say it a lot. And that is, of course, failure to plan is planning to fail. I mentioned that in my planning your podcast course. And so that's not mine, but you get the idea. So here is one that it's just something I repeat. I don't know if it's actually a proverb, but it's kind of true. It would fit on a t-shirt. And that is It's not the tech. It's not the tech. And what I mean by this, I was in a, uh, I think it was a Reddit group, and somebody had said that they had just bought this really expensive microphone and a really expensive boom arm. And I just said, hey, congrats on getting a deal. Just one thing to remember, the audience doesn't care what boom arm you have. They don't. Do you know what Boomer I have? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Is it a Samsung? Is it an OC White? Is it a Yellow Tech? Yellow Techs are very, very expensive. You don't care. In, now, if that somehow makes it easier to produce the show for you and there's less noise that you don't have to edit out and things like that, that makes sense. But just keep in mind that it is not the tech. Nobody's calling up their friend going, hey, uh, Earl, you, you got to listen to this podcast, man. And Earl's like, wine like, oh, it's, it's like a, a butter for your ears. No, they're talking about the content. And I've seen people, especially if you're thinking of launching a podcast, oh, I will launch as soon as blah, blah, blah. And they think it's the tech. Here's where the tech does come into play. If you have a microphone and when you have your headphones on and you're talking and you hate the sound of your voice, that's a problem. It's going to affect how you talk. Now, for the record, we all hate our own voice when you listen back to it. And that's because when you listen back to it through speakers, you're no longer listening with your skull. I know that sounds weird, but when you talk, you actually hear a little bit through your skull. And if you don't believe me, when the next time you're talking, put your fingers on your uh, your forehead and you'll feel that it's vibrating and that vibration adds bass. But 1st Davism is not the tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one, when you take your why and overlap it with your who. So picture like two circles. On the left, you have why, and on the right, you have who. When you overlap them, where they intersect each other, that is your what. Now, that's a long kind of bumper sticker, but it is something I say a lot of. And the reason for that. If you just talk about what your audience wants to hear, well, that might be French toast recipes and cat videos. And if you just talk about why you're doing your show, well, that might be an infomercial. And nobody is setting the DVR to tape the new Sham Wow commercial. So you have to figure out, okay, what can I talk about that's going to hold my audience's attention and advance me towards my why? Because if I don't get to my why... I'm going to stop podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I look at these, these aren't really proverbs as they are just things I say a lot. And so the next one is if the goal of your show is monetization and you have no email list and no real social following and things of that nature, get ready to do your podcast for free for a few years. Now, it's not that you can't monetize your show, and and please keep in mind that there are other ways to monetize your show besides advertising. There's crowdfunding, there's affiliate marketing, there is selling your own products and services. Check out my book, Profit From Your Podcast at profitfromyourpodcast.com. But if the goal is monetization and you want to do it quickly, you're going to be very frustrated because it takes years to build up an audience large enough so that when you say, oh, I have this for sale, that they'll actually do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This next stat is something I repeat a lot that uh, kind of ties in with the last one. And that is, again, if the goal is advertising with big advertisers, so the Better Helps, the mattress people, et cetera, et cetera. Less than 10% of podcasters, which means about, you know, 91% of them. Yeah, 91% don't get enough downloads to get a, quote, big sponsor. Doesn't mean you can't have sponsors. I've had sponsors, and I have nowhere near the ten to 15,000 downloads per episode. But keep in mind that if that's the goal, I want to get me some better help sponsorship, less than 10% of podcasters get enough downloads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one does sound kind of like a proverb. Staring at your stats will not make your downloads grow. Staring at your audience will. All right. So what's the thought behind that one? When you know what your audience wants, and you know that by hanging out with them, staring about what they're talking and listening and things of that nature, when you give them what they want, they're real happy with the show and much more likely to share it with a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of stats, here's an old one. If you've been listening for a long time, I haven't said this in a while. Monthly stats are crap. Now what do I mean by that? When you hear someone say, "Oh, I get, you know, 30,000 downloads a month." And you're like, "Holy cow, 30,000 downloads. That's amazing." Cuz in your head, you're thinking that they are doing a weekly show, and if they were doing a weekly show, well, holy cow, that would be 7,500 downloads a week. Except they're not doing a weekly show. They're doing a daily show now. For the record, if you do that, that's still a thousand downloads per episode, which is amazing. But when somebody is quoting their monthly stats, mm, that's really not the one we go by. And when I say go by, I mean when we're talking downloads, because again, there are so many other ways to measure your success than downloads. The one that people use is how many downloads did you get per episode after thirty days. That's the one, if you want to quote your stats, that's the one that sponsors and everybody else is going to listen to. But when you say, oh, I get X amount of thousands of downloads per month, this one kind of combines a couple other proverbs into its own little thing. And that is spend a hundred dollars on a microphone and spend a hundred hours getting to know what your audience wants. So that kind of incorporates, it's not the tech, and staring at your audience will grow your downloads because you'll be making a better show. But I like that one. It's got the whole, it's definitely got a bumper sticker vibe to it. Spend $100 on a microphone. Spend 100 hours. And for the record, if you spend a couple hours a night, you'll get to 100 hours real quick and you won't be wondering if this is good content for my podcast. You'll kind of know because you'll have a better idea of what your audience is looking for. Yay! And I know you might be thinking a hundred hours. Do you mean like actually like a hundred hours? And my answer would be like, uh, yeah, I do. When you're first starting out and you might say to yourself, well, that's kind of hard. And that's another leads to, to this kind of little proverb. And that is creating a, a podcast is easy. Creating a good podcast. Yeah. That might take some effort, some time, some dedication. Because creating a good podcast is kind of hard, but fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a fun one. Podcasting, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And this is one of those stats, again, that people don't want to hear, especially if you want to monetize. And this does not mean it's automatic. But when I interviewed people for my book, it was about three years when money really started kind of coming in, in any fashion. You get a little here and a little there. But that's why I always say podcasting, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Cause if you were up for some sort of marathon here in the U S it's 26 point something miles, which really, it doesn't matter what you're measuring it in kilometers. It's a, that's a long way to run. And if that starter's gun goes off and I just straight up sprint by mile number two, I am done. And so so many people. In fact, let's hit the yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast launch are important. You want to let everybody know. But thinking that having a giant podcast launch is going to lead to undeniable podcast success is kind of like saying having a big wedding will lead to undeniable marital bliss. In both cases, the work is just starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you knew I was going to say this one. You have to have someone not named Mom listen to your show. And you really also need somebody not named you to look at your website. It was probably a couple months ago, maybe a month and a half, that uh, Kim Newlove from the pharmacistvoice.com let me know I had a typo in the title of my show. Like, which show was that? No, this show the podcast about podcasting had a typo. I misspelled monetize. And then it wasn't so much misspelled as I just, when I pressed the key, apparently it didn't work. I was missing an I or an A or one of those two. So it makes no sense promoting something, you know, cause I see people like, should I start buying Facebook ads or this and that? Not until you know, your episode is resonating with your audience. Should you start putting any money out to grow it? And again, that always goes with, you know, what's the why of your show? Because if you're just doing it for fun, unless you've got money to burn, you know, most people spend money to promote a show that is hopefully going to then return the money and then some. Next up, a davism you've never heard before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, here's a new one. Downloads are great, but not as cool as consumption rate. And this is why I always tell people, don't let someone else, whether that's Libsyn, Spotify, or your editor, submit your show to Apple for you, because that means you don't have access to these extra stats. And so I can see I'm pretty happy with my stats. My last like five episodes have ranged from 81 to 88%. And then I have two ones at 75 and the one from last week with Jesus was 76% consumption rate, meaning that the people that listened on Apple made it three-fourths of the way through that episode, and 62% of them were listened to more than 40%. So I'm always happy with anything above 80%. I actually see one here if I scroll down, and I realize you can't see that. I got one that was more than 100%. That means somebody listened to this episode More than once. So downloads are great, but not as cool as a high consumption rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When picking a name for your show, you want it to be obvious. So if I say, Hey, I'm doing a show called The School of Podcasting, what do you think it's about? There's a good chance you're going to say, Oh, is that something about teaching people podcasting? So when you ask that question, I'm doing a show called Blank, what do you think it's about? When their answer matches your content, you've picked a good name, but also, Make sure it's easy to spell and easy to say. And also when it comes to the spelling, you want to make sure it doesn't accidentally uh, spell naughty words. When choosing the title of your episode and you're like, well, should I call it this or should I call it that? Simply ask yourself, which one makes me want to click more? And if you're new to the show, I'm not a fan of putting episode numbers in the title of the episode. If you must do that, put them at the end because you can always put the episode number in the description. So if people are searching on your website, it will still show up. I'm here to tell you that your episode title is Prime Real Estate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not the media host. So many people think, oh, if I move from Buzzsprout to Libsyn or Libsyn to Blueberry or Blueberry to captivate. I'm going to get more downloads. It's not the media host that delivers the downloads, it's the content. And so, my little Davism on this is the equation of downloads. And for me, that is value in the episode multiplied by smart marketing equals total number of downloads. And that's because you can have the world's best content and never market it, and it's going to grow with a trickle. Or you could have horrible content and promote the bejesus out of it and not get a lot because nobody's telling their friends because, well, your show is not great. It needs a little work. And so I see so many people think, oh, if I just do this, if I just add that, it is the value in your episode multiplied by the smart marketing. And again, smart marketing is hey, maybe not uh, promote the knitting show in the Death Metal Facebook group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very apropos as I record this in October, but if your kid is going out trick-or-treating, they don't look at the different lights on the street and go, ah, maybe this one, that one, that one, because any street that has their light on is going to give them candy. And that kid wants candy, so they're going to go to every house that is giving away candy, and that's how podcasters need to be but instead i see them go well i'm on apple and spotify and you go yeah there are other places that have candy or in this case there are many places that have more downloads like i don't know amazon you may have heard of that iheart and then there's reso boomplay uh you know pandora there's a ton of these be everywhere you want downloads don't make it hard to be downloaded yeah 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 and i think the one i say the most which is when it comes to your content, what makes good content? You need to do one and maybe two. That would be great. Of the following, people should be either laughing, crying, thinking, groaning. You should be educating them or entertaining them. So if you can make me laugh while you, you know, educate me, we're on to something very, very special. Laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, listen notes are crap. What? Yeah. Listen note stats. If you see anybody that's saying, well, I'm in the top 5% of all podcasters, realize that that is probably more than likely a listen note stat. So Dave, why are you so against listen notes? I'm not so much against the listen notes as the person that's using that to kind of prop themselves up. Look at me. And uh, because here's the deal. When my buddy Steve Stewart, Steve Stewart.me. He was like in the top 10% or something like that. And Steve has not had an episode out in eight years, probably nine by now, something like that. And so realize that when you say, yeah, I'm in the top, well, what are you beating? You're beating that dead podcast from 2007 on WordPress. Congratulations. So what always kind of just mm, rubs me the wrong way is either A, the person saying it, often A, podcast consultant, Either A doesn't know their crap or B, they do know their crap and they're just preying on the uninformed. And in my opinion, in either case, that's not a nice thing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I used to say, in fact, I would end my very first podcast was made for musicians. And uh, Jen Dragonette reminded me that I had modified this for podcasting. And that is for those who have money, there is therapy. And for the rest of us, there is podcasting because it can definitely be very therapeutic. It can also be very stressful, but I know I've had podcasts that I've done simply to hear the sound of my own voice and put it out there. And it's kind of like an audio journal in a way. And it's the best $7 therapy you'll ever put money out for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to grow your network, do an interview show. If you want to grow your influence, do a solo show. And the one that always kind of makes me scratch my head, yeah, you can do both. I know I've been lucky enough to talk to people I have no business talking to, and I'm always amazed at when I hear someone who has taken action on something I said on my podcast, and I go, holy cow, people are actually listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't benefit until your audience benefits. And what I mean here is so many times I hear people doing calls to action and they haven't even really started the show yet. I realize that I'm right on the edge here because when I start off the show, I tell you my website and I give you a coupon code. And the only reason I do that is that's in case you later want to go, hey, you know what? I want to sign up for that school of podcasting thing. You don't have to listen to the whole thing to get that. But there are times when if I was coaching myself, I'm like, why are you giving a coupon? People have not even heard the episode yet. So keep that in mind that in most cases, you're not going to benefit until your audience benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all talk about being consistent and being consistent in schedule is important because you enable your audience to make you part of their routine. And that is huge. However, I would much rather have a late show, late in quotation marks, that was good than an on time show that was mm, meh. So, when we talk about consistency, it should be consistency in value in your episodes, no matter what the schedule is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Record without fear and edit with no mercy. And I say that because I don't see this one a lot. I was going back through my Facebook. I'm like, hey, that's a cool one. And what I mean here is don't worry about recording because you know, so many of us think, oh, I don't want to sound stupid. You're not going to sound stupid. Just edit it. And when you edit, edit with no mercy. And sometimes that means if you do an interview, and more than likely, I know in my case, I didn't do enough research and I end up with a slightly dud of an interview. Well, I edit out the boring parts because, well, that's actually not a Daveism. That is a Glennism. Say it, Glenn. Um, don't be boring. Thank you, sir. And if you leave the boring stuff in, again, we just talked about delivering value in your episode. So record without fear and edit with no mercy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about this one. Podcasting is like sex in high school. Everybody says they're doing it. A few are doing it, but nobody's doing it right. So your podcast career is over quick, just like sex in high school. Yeah, 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 And these next three I want to talk about, or four, are things I repeat all the time. And I've had people say, oh, you know, Dave Jackson always says this. Well, I'm not the author of it. And the one I probably say the most, and I always try to say it's from Valerie Geller, from the book Beyond Powerful Radio. And I'll have links to all these books out at slash 901. But my favorite Valerie quote is There is no such thing as too long, only too boring. Say it, Glenn. Um, don't be boring. Yeah. And so there's that one. That is not a Davism. That is a Valerieism. And then I always love this one Podcast networks don't make small shows big, they make big shows bigger. And that is from Eric Newsom's book, Make Noise, A Creator's Guide to Podcasting and Great Audio Storytelling. Then another one, and this one is kind of a Davism because I've really paraphrased it, but it's inspired by Daryl Evans' book, uh, The YouTube Formula How Anyone Can Unlock the Algorithm to Drive Views, Build an Audience, and Grow Revenue. And that quote is Don't try to be the most downloaded podcast. Strive to be the most talked about podcast. And then the last one, and this always sounds, it sounds a little harsh. And it's from the book, Epic Content Marketing, how to tell a different story, break through the clutter, and win more customers by marketing less. And it's from Joe, Peliz- uh, Joe Pelizzi, uh, his book. He's the guy that wrote it. And the quote is, remember, customers don't care about you. They care about themselves. And their problems. And you might say, but Dave, you always say explain things by using a personal story. But realize that's why I say that you are solving their problem by telling a story. So if somebody says, well, you know, why should I do this or that? And you go, well, and then you tell a story. There was this one time I was 22 and I was doing this, and this is what happened, and this is what I learned from that, and that's what I am telling you now. So you're solving their problem by telling them a story. But what I really take away from that quote is the starting off every interview with, tell me your story, because I feel we don't care about the guest story until they've told us something good. You will hear on next week's episode, I interviewed Courtney Elmer, really great conversation, but I jump right into the meat and potatoes like, hey, welcome to the show. Give me a takeaway. And then at the end, I'm kind of like, so when did you know you wanted to get into podcasting? Because you are here for the takeaways and you will care about her story after you go, hey, I'm going to try that. So that's where my strategy comes from. It comes from Joe's book. So those are the Davisms off the top of my head over the last couple weeks. This was, again, inspired by the book The Proverb Effect, and it's all about, you'll probably hear me talk about this more because right now I'm only into chapter two, but the idea is if you can break your content into easy-to-remember little snippets, then you can give them the whole message, whatever that is. And maybe at the beginning of that talk, go, it's kind of like this. And then you spit out your little bumper sticker. And then at the end in your closing voice, you know, the closing voice where now you say things like this and it's your bumper sticker fade in the music and you're good to go. And what you're really doing with that is you're making it easy for your audience to remember and then share the show. I have, uh, Had people, clients, especially if they're married, where one of the spouses will be going through my material and then the other one is being a supportive spouse. And when we get online to do one on one coaching, they're like, Yeah, I want to meet this Dave person because it's like Dave says this and Dave says that and Dave does this. And that's where that comes into play because you've given them little snippets that they can remember so they can say, well, you know, Dave says it's not the tech. Well, okay, that's great. It's easy to remember. It boils down your core philosophies, especially, so that your audience can quickly understand who you are, what you're about, and how they can benefit from your content. And yes, that is my ending voice. Last week we interviewed, yeah, Jesus Christ. That was fun. And I'll have links to that again out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 901. Next week, Courtney Elmer. I'm really excited to bring this conversation that we had. She really, as a guest, I had uh, been looking at different people and was kind of like, but man, Courtney, I was like, oh yeah, definitely want to have her on the show And man, not only did she bring great advice like this. Because think about it. If your listener is not going to get past the cover art, you don't draw their attention and your name doesn't grab them and compel them and explain to them what the show's about, you've lost them. They're never even going to click through to read the description. And wait till you hear her story. I know I talked today about, hey, we get to the meat and potatoes. We do. But when I got into her story, I was like, holy cow. And so if you want to follow the show and never miss another episode, they're free. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, and you'll see there are a bunch of options there. And don't forget that you can use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. I'm Dave Jackson. I help podcasters. It's what I do. And I can't wait to see what we do together. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. Hey, if you have a really, really big wedding, you will just be smothered in maritable bliss. Maritable? Did I just make up a word? I think so. Marital. Bliss. Oh, let's do that again. Crap. Wedding. Then it will lead to marital. Bl- marital. Why do I keep saying marital? It's marital. Marital. Uh, a happy life. Wedding. That's going to lead to marital. Mar. That's going to lead to meritable Marital. 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 Bliss. Marital. Marital. It's going to lead to marital bliss. I actually connected with her. I'm kind of giving you a behind the scenes here uh, that you don't need. Now that I think about it.